Welcome everybody to That Tracks Podcast, a podcast where we track fashion trends from Milan to LA. Do you come up with these things like on the fly or do you have that rehearsed in your head? Pretty much on the fly. <laughs> I thought about that while I was going to the bathroom right before coming in. Um, had another one. I always, I always look forward to it. It's like one of the highlights of my week to see what you come up with. Oh, really? I feel like maybe the listeners and viewers would agree with that. I also wanted you to know that I have not yet come up with the or redone the one that would get yeah. the lost one. I don't know if we'll tell you guys when that happens. Yeah. It'll just happen. It'll be magic. Also, I'm very caffeinated right now. I just had a coffee, so I feel very like, <laughs> look at you go. <laughs> I didn't have a coffee. I do have my water, and there were a lot of comments saying, why doesn't Nick have a water? It's true, and I honestly don't have an answer for I that. I offered him a water, and he said, do you have soda water? <laughs> I said, no. I'm, and he said, I prefer soda water over flat water. Me too. Yeah, but oh, water in general is good for me. I should have drank some. So, uh, so you guys know, um, we just got back from being at Universal for a couple of hours, right? Um, and so, I grabbed a coffee when we were at Universal, which I think is why I'm so like wired right now. We're having a full day. We are after this going to Sea World, right? We have a a hard out <laughs> for the end of this podcast where we have to leave and go to Sea World because I have a media event there at three three thirty four. Yeah. So, you know, we just, we're rolling with it. We are tracking today. Someone also said that we try too hard to squeeze in that tracks, but here we are. You it's know, it's fun. That's what we do. Let people have fun. <laughs> There's no big deal. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it's, it's, it's been a fun day. Like going from Universal to re record to SeaWorld, it's just, we got a lot yeah. going on today. But you it's good texted stuff. me yesterday in all caps, we're going to hang out all day long. And I was so excited. And you were excited. Did you text back to that? I don't think you did. Yeah, I said, I said, who is this? I don't know. Get out. I don't know. If, how did you get my number? I don't know what I did. I don't remember either, but, but I don't know that it was a full acknowledgement of that. Also. I think you said something like, you either sent like a, a GIF. Oh, I said, we will be stuffed because yeah, we're going to yeah. be eating so much food, which was a mistake. It was a mistake. So Because there was a confusion. You know, we're human beings. Sometimes we think we know what's going on, and sometimes we realize we had the wrong information. You know what? Mm -hmm. I should always listen to Jen, though. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's beautiful. <laughs> she knew that it started tomorrow. Yeah, when you told her that, she was like, Yeah, she's like, oh. she's like it happens on Saturday. I go, no, it, Nick said it happens on Friday, so we're going to go. And she's like, all right, I'll change it in the calendar. She changed it. <laughs> She knew from the he beginning. Trusted us. What we're referring to is that we went to Universal today, anticipating being able to do some of the Mardi Gras things. We weren't paying attention. It does not. It did not open or start today. It starts tomorrow, February third. Right. So by the time that you all are listening to this, Mardi Gras will officially have started. Okay, right, Universal. But we did get to go into the tribute store. Right. So it was not a. It was not a waste of a day. We Which, got to go ahead. By the way, that tribute store has been my favorite tribute store that we have seen in a while. It was really good. We'll talk more about that in this episode. We're going to get into like news. We're going to talk about Mardi Gras. Even though we did not get to experience the food booths, we didn't get to try the food. They are all set up, ready to go. We got to see the menus. Yeah. Uh, we got to try some treats today. I picked out a favorite. Of like a, like a prequel favorite. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm saying this will be my favorite and then like we'll come back. I'll revisit it. That'll be a week. tease. Don't, don't tell them what it is yet. What? Yeah, like oh, for later in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were like, don't tell them at all what it is. No, no, no. They have Just to let them guess. Yeah, they have to listen through. Um, so we're gonna talk more about that in this episode, and then yeah, so you're gonna go to your. You have to have some water. <laughs> and the soda water would probably not be beneficial for me right He's now. Just be burping all. <laughs> um, 
you are going to SeaWorld. So we'll talk more about that next week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, like, there's a there's a lot of information that we want to cover in this episode because this was a huge week for theme parks. What happened? Some <laughs> nothing. Something. Zero. What? There's no news at all. Just something epic. Yeah, huge announcement <laughs> from Universal. Yeah, so we'll talk more about that in this episode as well. Um, and yeah, but before we get into that, you went on a cruise. I did. That's exciting. I went on a sea cruise. Did a quick a weekend. Cruise. Yeah, sea cruise. As opposed to a... Land cruise. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, we went on the Disney Cruise Line, The Wish. Rapunzel on the back. Well, was, someone sent me uh, like a reel and I'm going to have to do some digging as we talk, but it was like a band. They were like, do you think this band was a fan of Disney Cruise Line? And in their song, I can't think of the name of the song right now, but in their song, they say like wish magic, like all the names of the, the ships oh. in the Disney fleet. Okay. I'm going to get to that in a second. I like that. I don't know how I'll find it, but anyway, maybe they can answer it in the comment section. Yeah. That's maybe wasted they... information. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a great cruise. We did, it was, uh, a different one for us because we let Jackson pick whatever he wanted to do. Which is exciting. So like whatever Jackson wanted to do, we did. And it was completely different from what I thought he was going to say because we didn't get off at Castaway. He just wanted to stay on the ship and he wanted to go in the splash pad and he wanted to go in the pools which was interesting because the day before at Nassau, he wanted to do the slide all day long, do the slide. And then the next day he's just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. He was done. he's like, I did it. It's all good. That's exciting though. I bet he loved being able to like have that power. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, yes day on Netflix? Yes day. I think I've heard of yes day. A movie called yes man with Jim Carrey. No, no, I don't know what yes day is. (laughs) Um, I don't remember who is in this movie, but I think there were some reputable actors in it. I'm sure you guys will know. In, I didn't think there were some reputable. I think so. Like they're big names, a couple of them. Okay. Um, but yesterday was about a family who gives the power to the kids, like on a one day of the week, to just whatever they ask to do. The parents say yes to it. Okay, that sounds like Give Kids the World. Oh, really? Yep. That's cool. They're not. They don't say no to the kids that give kids the world. They just do whatever. Yeah, you want to have ice cream for breakfast? Yeah. Yes, you can. That's what the movie is like, which is really really cool. It's like really cool in theory to just give your kids the power to like make the decisions. Obviously, there's like limitations to that. Big names. Yeah, I told you. Jennifer Gardner, Jenna Ortega. See. Uh, Edgar Ramirez. Yeah. Uh, her. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a really good movie. You guys should check it out on Netflix. Not sponsored. Is and the first question that most people ask on Google is Yes Day appropriate for ten year olds? Um, I think we watched it with Luke, and he's seven. So I wonder if they're asking like the concept of Yes Day or oh. the movie. I feel like either would be fine. Okay. I feel like the older the child gets, the more complicated things could get okay. because they have like that many more things they want. Yeah, to. they're like, "Can I take the car for six days?" <laughs> and you're like, uh, "No, actually, you cannot." Yeah, what happens if they ask to drive the car and they're like, you're not allowed, it's it's. Illegal. I feel like, yeah, if legal, I feel like legal, like, there's there's certain boundaries to it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Maybe you go to like a go-kart place. Oh, okay, good call. Yeah. There's always alternative options. Yeah. Um, it was a really good cruise. Okay. Liked it. <laughs> Loved the cruise, had a great time. 
Actually, it made me want to do more cruises. I want to do a cruise. So Francie and I are celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary this summer. Mm-hmm. And um, that is one of our goals, is, is for the two of us to go on a cruise. Okay. I don't want to tell you to wait, but there is a cruise on the Fantasy that's a three three night, four night cruise that leaves on a Wednesday, comes back on a Saturday, and it only goes to Lighthouse Point, Lookout Key on Lighthouse Point mm-hmm. in January of 2025. And it's like $1,700 for two people wow. for a veranda. Here, that's the thing. That's what makes it complicated, though. Francie's a teacher, and so oh, yeah. her schedule for work, she can only vacation when the majority of people vacation. It makes everything expensive. Yes. Cruises during the summertime are, and I mean, we can look at other cruise lines. Like we've sailed uh, Royal Caribbean before mm-hmm. and had a good experience with them. Honestly, I don't think I'd venture out much. I think like I'm either going Disney or I'm going Royal Caribbean. Yeah. That's about it. I just love Disney cruises. I know. People ask us this all the time. They're like, are you going to go do a different brand of cruise? Yeah. And the answer is maybe. Right. But like, like Disney's really good. Yeah, they're so good. You know what you love, so why not just like stick with that? I like the experience on a Disney cruise is just like, I don't know. It's like nothing else. And like I said, I, I have not well versed in the cruise line world, so yeah. I'm sure there's other great cruise lines. And like I said, we did enjoy a Royal Caribbean cruise, but I don't know. We just go with what we know, you know? Yeah. Um, and in and it just being the two of us, we did that for our one year wedding anniversary. We went on a Disney cruise. This was before we had kids. And had such a blast. Yeah, it's a good time. It really is. And like some of the adult-only areas are very nice. On Castaway Key, they have an adult-only beach. And it's like... Serenity Beach. Serenity Bay. Bay. Serenity Bay. Bay. It's beautiful. It's so peaceful. Like they named that appropriately. I remember sitting on a chair and Jack Sparrow walking out of the woods being like, has anyone seen the rum? And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like what other cruise line could you be at an adult-only beach and Jack Sparrow just walks out of the woods? None of them. <laughs> Impossible. Truly. So yeah, I, anyways, we're hoping to go on a cruise this summer. TBD. Yeah. And I do want to go to Lighthouse Point, Lookout Key. Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. I know it's a complex Such name. A complicated name. But it I makes like, sense because Lighthouse Point is a place. I feel like, like that we just got to call it Lookout Key. Yeah. And that's basically what you say because you don't say Castaway Key, Bahamas. No. You say Castaway Key. Is Lighthouse Point not a part of the Bahamas? It is. So, so it's Lookout Key, Lighthouse Point, Bahamas. No. I ain't got time for that. I know. Well, <laughs> just call it Lighthouse Point. Or, or Cast- Lookout Key. Well, that's what's so confusing is that originally it was presented to us as Lighthouse Point. Right, because that's the body of land that they bought. Right. They hadn't named it yet. But why not just keep it that? Mm-hmm. Who named that? Uh, the Bohemians? Do you think? Somebody, yeah. Not I mean, Disney? Lighthouse Point? No, it was always called Lighthouse Point. Yeah. Interesting. Lookout Key. That's what yeah. we're going to refer to it as. Yeah. Henceforth. There has been some talk with uh, Castaway Key that people are like, because it's spelled K-C-A-Y. Right. Both right, of right. them. Right. Lookout Key is also spelled C-A-Y. Is that not the way that like, like it's written like in Bohemian? I mean, it's the way that it's written in English too. Oh. Like it's, it's like there was, there was a book that was called The Key. Oh. And it was... C-A-Y, yeah. Um, But some people from maybe the UK or something might call it Castaway Key, Mm. Castaway K. What is it? I'm confused. Castaway Key. Castaway Key. Yeah. But some people might call it Castaway K. Interesting. So why are the keys in Florida not the C-A-Ys? Great question. 
Don't have an answer to it. I'm glad you're asking questions, though. <laughs> Look at me. You've influenced <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did notice today we were walking around Universal. And for those of you who are not watching this, you're not going to be able to see this. But Tim does this thing where when you're walking next to him, he'll randomly just like point at something. <laughs> and you know that that means that he has an interesting fact about something. I didn't have an interesting fact about it. I just pointed at it. I pointed out at a Chevy Deluxe. It was yeah, old, 41 like, Chevy Deluxe. Go ahead. At Universal. It's one of, they have a lot of old cars there. And I just pointed at it and I was like. But you pointed Chevy that out and then you talked about what type of car it was. And then you went on to describe a, as to like, oh, they didn't have specific names for those cars back in the day. Yeah, and then I went off on a whole... (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're right. I did do that. But that is your signal for like a light bulb going off in your brain. Yeah. I appreciate it. I know that it's coming. I know to brace myself when you do the the gesture, I'm like, okay, here we go. He's got a fact. I'm also like very proud of you for sitting through my story that I told you today. (laughs) It was definitely a long story. I told him, and I was like interrupting myself to film stuff, but I was telling you a very long story about the I feel like I was very present for that. You were, and like you, you didn't care. You didn't retain any of that information. Okay. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. We... I didn't. I forgot what I was telling you. <laughs> what did I tell you? Well, I don't remember the people's names, but you talked about like, so Tim oh, is, okay, first of all. Talked about Rocket 88 and Ike Turner and stuff like that. Well, also you are running yeah. a lot. Yeah. Which is exciting. Not a lot. It's just been since I got off the cruise. I started on Tuesday running. <laughs> okay. Well, I ran before the cruise too, but I am also doing intermittent fasting now. So I'm no. like. Here's my thing. You're training. I have 130 days Until. to lose 30 pounds. For what? And Why? it's an undisclosed reason. Oh, okay. You know, but it's undisclosed to everybody else. But I don't know that. I... You do. I told you today. <laughs> but it's, it's just uh, not important. You guys will figure it out because I said 130 days. But it's, it's been a few days now. It's not important. <laughs> but I have that much time to lose 30 pounds, and that's like 0.2 pounds a day, which is not a lot. Okay. Easily done. But when you're over 40, such as myself, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to lose weight once you get older. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, because I feel like also maybe Run Disney helped with that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I want to do, I want to get it. I need to know when do I start registering for this Halloween thing? It's, it's a couple of weeks, right? I think it's the 16th. Yeah. I don't know. Everything in my brain is happening on the 16th of February. <laughs> I asked Jen, I was like, what's happening on the 16th of February? She's like, nothing. And I was like, (laughs) I feel like there's like six things happening on the February 16th. That's going to be stressful for you. I don't know what it is. I don't even know if that's the correct date. Well, we'll look at it and we'll make sure we're ready to go. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm proud of you. So anyways, he was telling me that he had been running and that you're listening to a podcast while you run. Yeah. Uh, Highly recommend the podcast, The History of Rock and Roll in 500 Songs. It's a great, great podcast. And you were telling me a story about... um, sort of like the beginning of rock and roll we talked about why it's called rock and roll Mm -hmm. we talked about okay i'm not gonna remember the names of these people but you were talking about recording studios it's sun sun studios Uh and sam phillips and then you talked about all i remember one thing i remember the most was that there was a um uh what do you call those things an amplifier amp that was on top of the car and it fell off right and it broke and then they plugged the guitar into it and it distorted the sound, and it was the first time that distorted sound had been recorded and put into a song. Yeah. See? And you said I didn't retain it. But they it. thought that they had broken it. They thought, ah, this is ruined. Right. can't do it. But Sam Phillips was like, no, let's do it. I think the listeners are going to be like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so he went off on this this long story. And and meanwhile, I was being distracted by the, the Canada booth for Mardi Gras, which mm-hmm. looked delicious. We'll talk about that. 
Um, but yeah, anyways, I don't know how we got there. I love it. This is my, this is my brain. I'm, I'm, I'm cultivating this podcast to follow my brain. But if you ever see Tim walking around the theme parks and you see him point at something, just know that there's probably an interesting fact that's about to come. Yeah. Or I'm just like, I also do that thing that some people don't like, but some people do like, I'm the kind of person that on a road trip will be like cows. And then I'll point at a billboard and be like, that billboard says Denny's. Just for no reason. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Yeah, that would frustrate me. <laughs> but just like I'll point at things and be like, it's the way that I pass the time on road trips. I um, will see something and then Francie, this, she can attest to this, but I am notorious for saying, huh, I wonder how that connects to this. And then I'll say, look it up. And so Francie's my, you know, always, I'm, I'm usually the, are you the driver? Are yeah. you? Yeah, same here. Yeah, Jen doesn't drive. Yeah, Francie usually doesn't either. Not for any particular reason. She's just like, by all means take the wheel i don't have any interest in doing it um but anyway so i'll always be like francie look this up on your phone how does like what's the history behind that i do love history like if we're driving through historical sites i want to know what we're driving through and then i'm very good in my brain about putting myself into that location in that time period and picturing like what things looked like around me oh i love doing that do you know who wishbone is the dog yeah yeah okay yeah there it is. That's it. That's your childhood. I loved it's wishbone. coming through. Yeah, because he would go to like historical places, right? Yeah. Yeah. He would transport Was himself. He PBS? I don't know that. I think so. But he would transport himself to yeah. a historical location. I remember that. He would have little outfits too. Did he have like three dots on his ear or something? He was a spotted little beagle head dog or something. I don't think he was a beagle. He wasn't a beagle, but it was the Jack size Russell, of a beagle. Terry. Jack Russell. Yeah, that makes sense. Look at me go. They'll bite you. Oh, jeez. Well, any dog. But I, well, not any dog. I mean, potentially any yeah. people have mouths too. <laughs> any person could bite you. They'll bite you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I don't know where we were going. What's your high dad soup moment? Oh man, you got one. I got two. Okay, you start. Maybe I, I wasn't. I wasn't prepped. I wasn't ready for this. Ah, yeah, you. I'm go. never ready for it. <laughs> um, so on the cruise, this is not a special moment with. Jackson, it just happened like he just happened to be there, but it was pertaining to high dead soup yeah, this because is, you told me about this today. We walked out after lunch of uh, Marceline Market, which is the buffet at the back of the ship mm-hmm. of the Wish. Walked out onto the deck. There's nobody on the deck because it was the Nassau day, or no, it was it was the Castaway Key day where we stayed on the boat, and they were playing the Goofy movie up on Funnel Vision, which the funnel is the big smokestack that has this TV screen on it. And it just so happened to be the moment of the movie where they were doing the high dad soup where Goofy was explaining to Max so cool. what high dad soup was. And he said, you used to spell out little words like high dad or, and then Max says, ambidextrous. And he said, no, simple stuff like I love you. And then it was a moment. Because, I feel like they knew. Yeah. They did it for you. They did it for me. They said, this tracks. Oh. <laughs> but that's not my- That's such an epic. Did you get that on film? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Like it's going to be on your vlog? Yeah. Okay, good. I think it already is. Oh, I haven't watched. <laughs> so sorry. That's okay. Um, they also, I had a question for my high dad, high dad moment that maybe we could collaborate on. Okay. So Jackson absolutely loves the aqueduct, mm. right? On the fantasy and the dream. Yeah. Loves it. We'll ride it all day long. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. When we went on the wish, I said, let's ride the Aquamouse. 
And he said, before we went on, he said, can I watch a video of it? I said, yeah, sure. Watch the video of it. I said, look at how cool this is. He goes, I don't want to ride that. Hmm. And I was like, why not? And he goes, because of the cartoons. Interesting. And specifically Pete, he didn't like that Pete was in the sun and that Pete melted all the snow hmm. during the... He like felt intimidated by that? I don't know. Interesting. I couldn't quite get it out of him as to what about it was concerning to him. But he didn't like it, and he kept going back and forth between, like, he would go, oh, it's it's too slow. And I go, well, it's faster than the aqueduct. And he goes, oh, it's too fast. I'm like, okay. And what is it? Like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't want to be sprayed. And I was like, it's just a little spray. Like, it's not right. a big deal. And then, like, he's like, I also don't, like, I don't like the cartoons. I don't like Pete. And I was like, but you know Pete. Like, you know it's just a cartoon. It's just Pete. It's not not any big deal. He's like, I just don't want to ride it. And so I know that he's going to love that ride. Right. But he won't ride it. And I'm not going to like force him to ride it. For sure. Yeah. I, that's always hard because like I feel this, I feel like Ethan's situation's a little different because Ethan doesn't, his processing just looks different. He's neurodivergent. So his processing can look different when it comes to like new experiences. There are moments where Ethan's like, no, I don't want that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, Ethan's game for whatever. Right. Um, especially, and this may just be like being the second child as well. If mm-hmm. he sees that Luke is going for it, then usually Ethan's like, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Okay. Um, So that'll be interesting. Like as Oliver gets older. Right. To see how that like pans out for the boys. But uh, Luke has, it's hard for me because Luke's always been so, such like a little daredevil. Okay. Like he's always like, game on you know like we talked about on the podcast i don't remember if it was last week or a couple weeks ago volcano bay like the slide that opens luke listened to that episode and was like oh i'm doing that and I was oh like, good no. yeah this is not good. let's find out the height limit no no let's no get him up i did hear this is gonna go down a little bit of a tangent but on the magic isn't the slide not like a trap door as yeah. well it yeah. is but not as intimidating maybe yeah. anyways yeah, it's just a little one. It's hard as a parent when you're like you want to see your kid try something new and you know that they're going to love it. Because if he already loves the aqueduct, then for sure he'd love the aquamouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I don't I don't have an answer for like how far you push your kid. Right. And I also like because we asked him a few times and he kept saying, No, I don't want to do it. And I even brought up green eggs and ham. Yeah. I was like, What happens at the end of the book? And he's like Right. The guy loves it. Yeah. And I was like, so what's different about this? How do you know that you're not going to like it? He's, I know I won't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I think you gave as much like reasoning for him as you possibly could. And mm-hmm. like, if at that point he's like not into it, then he's not into it. Yeah. But I do think like it doesn't hurt also to give like a little bit of a nudge. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not, I mean, I've been on ride vehicles before where the kid is screaming their head off that they don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm like at that point. Not only is that not like a pleasant experience, obviously for that child, potentially even traumatizing for yeah, them. Yeah, he's not going to want to ride it again. No, but also it's just ruining it for the rest of the people that are trying to ride that attraction. Right. It's like, this doesn't feel like I'm stressed listening to what is happening right, right. now. Um, so I would obviously never recommend that. But there have been things that Luke has been nervous about. And I've been like, just try it, buddy. Just try it. And Luke... it it's up to him. He gets to a point where he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to try this. And he was feeling that way about, um, 
Serengeti flyer at Bush Garden. Oh, yeah. I had zero desire to do that. Like, I did not want to do Serengeti flyer. What is that I type of that like? It's called a super swing. Super swings. But this one's, it's very intense. Yeah. Like, it goes, I feel like just watching it, because I've never ridden it, watching it, it looks like you feel like you are almost going to go upside down. Yeah. You do go past vertical. No. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> Count me out. But we were- They have one of those on the side of a mountain somewhere. No. Luke, no, absolutely not. Is it called a super swing? I think so. Luke wanted to ride that. And I said, okay, if you want to do it, I'm going to push myself as well. And we got into line and we were up next. And when he watched it go, he said, daddy, I've changed my mind. Like, I'm not doing this. And I, I could see in his eyes, he was very serious about that. We backed out and didn't do it. So. Well, there you go. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on like how you handle that with Jackson, but you know your kid better than anybody else. And you know, like how far they can be pushed before they shouldn't be pushed anymore. You right. know what I mean? I don't know if it's called a super swing. It is, but you guys know what it is. It's a swing. I feel like that gives the gist. Howard swing. Yeah. Yeah. But it has a specific name. Yeah. Because I think it's by, I'm not, I'm going to, I'll be speaking out of turn if I give all this information because <laughs> I would get stuff confused. Yeah, that's okay. I think they understand the, the concept of yeah. it. It's like a, a ride where, yeah, it swings. Yeah, it's a huge... it's not like a swing like you sit in a swing, but it like it like takes you back and forth. Did Bush Gardens used to have a swing that was like a ship? Yeah, right next to Sand Serpent. I guess it had totally that relevant. But I have I just yeah. had a flashback to that from my childhood. Yeah, it's been closed for a long time. Yeah, it was when I was like a child. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. I don't. Did I did I answer what? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I think that's just the exact spot that I was at too. Yeah. But like, just wanted to see if you had any more insight. Yeah, and I'm sure that like there's. Like everybody has like opinions on that as well, but I think for the most part, it's like y- you know your kid better mm-hmm. than anybody else does, and only you know what those like limitations look like. Yeah, and nobody else can speak to that. And I think I also have to try to remember that he's four. Exactly. He is tall yeah. for his age. Yeah, and so he is getting on rides earlier than most. Right, and so and, and it's hard not to play the comparison game as well because when you have friends that have kids that like luke for example who is just like so on board to ride whatever yeah luke has really there like serengeti flyer is one example of a ride that he got nervous about and didn't want to do but there are not many of those attractions out there that he's not like game on like, yeah he really is just a kid who really likes the thrills but then there's kids that don't like the thrills as much and there's there's not a no one is winning in that scenario. Like right. it's just a difference in personalities. Yeah. When I was a kid, I took a long time before I was ready to ride roller coasters. My first roller coaster, do you know what it was? Is it in Tampa? No. It's in Orlando. Was it Orlando? Was it Barnstore? No. What was it? Rock and roller coaster? Went big or went whole. What was it? Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Okay. First coaster. It was definitely intense. I may have ridden Barnstormer, but I, I don't know. I didn't really count that. Yeah. You know. I meant yeah. first like upside down roller coaster. Anyways, uh, but a good one. It, it took me a long time before I was ready for that, though. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, some kids are just a little more apprehensive to it. Yeah. Was, in this case, it was just that he had already ridden Aqueduct and loved it. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah. maybe he can get on this thing, but. That's hard. But I, I bet I bet he'll be ready for it eventually. Yeah, eventually. We'll yeah. get on it. My high dad suit moment of the week. Or what, did you have another one? No, no. If you if you have one. I, 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 while you were speaking, I was circling in my brain, like, what are standout moments? And the one thing that popped into my brain was we had a moment this week where Francie and I put our phones inside. We left them indoors. We went into the backyard with the boys and played catch with the football with both of the boys. 
And I feel like that's what I envision for like family bonding is just like playing in the backyard together. I don't know why my brain goes to that. I don't, I'm sure it's some sort of like movie or show that I watched growing up. But to me, that's like ultimately family bonding happening. Mm -hmm. Um, especially being able to like play catch with the boys. Um, and yeah, just a special moment, nothing big, but I feel like big enough. Yeah. I think like in the simplicity of those moments, like there's a lot of bonding happening and, and my undivided attention is being placed on the family. And I think yeah. that that's critical and that's important. So put your phones away, but not yet because you should finish listening to yeah. this podcast. Listen to this podcast while you're playing catch <laughs> with, so now we're moving on to time for news, time for news. So real fast, before we get into some of the big stuff, I did want to point this out quickly. Um, over in Disneyland, the Pixar Place Hotel has officially opened. Oh, yeah. That was a big story that came out of Disneyland this week. Um, and it looks incredible. Mm -hmm. So many nods and details to different Pixar movies. A couple of highlights that I saw. There are fire pits that are lit at night. Cool seating area in California, like sitting by the fire at night sounds like ideal because the yeah. weather over there is so much more suitable for that yeah um but the fire pits have you seen these no they are pixar characters heads but they're only characters heads that it would make sense for it to be fire like so anger. you've got anger you've got ember from elemental okay yeah um that's it no there's two more two. there were two more and i bernie from elemental no uh, no more characters from Elemental. no <laughs> who else Hades, but that's not a Pixar. I can't think of it. I'm going to look it up. Who else is on fire in Pixar? I thought that was such a cool detail. That's a good idea. Like, th that's the kind of, like, level of detail that Disney puts into, like, their resorts that I am just, the theming, I'm such a massive fan of. The other thing that got me very excited, so my favorite Pixar movie is Inside Out. Okay. I love Inside Out. I think it's brilliant. I think, like, the thought that goes behind Inside Out is incredible, especially for, like, those that get to watch that are adults, like we pick up on so much more that's happening in that movie that maybe kids would, you know? Right. They're entertained by some of the very incredible simplicity of that film, but there's such, like, depth to that movie as well. Right. Um, but Bing Bong is meeting. Oh, yeah. Which is huge. Character meet and greet. And Bing also, Bong. very sad, Jack-Jack. When Jack-Jack oh, okay. Jack turns on fire, fire yeah. the Incredibles. And the um, volcano from I Love oh, You. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Based off of Is... What? The Hawaiian singer. You've heard it before. Somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Very, very famous Hawaiian singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that 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 tracks. Mm -hmm. Um but um yeah, anyways, I just wanted to like mention that that hotel had officially opened. It's rethemed. I mean I, I it, it, it has used been to be open. Paradise Pier. Mm -hmm. Now it's Pixar I'm not gonna lie. I Pier? was not a fan of Paradise Pier whatsoever. Is it Paradise Pixar Pier? It's called Pixar Place, I Pixar think. Pixar Place. Mm -hmm. One of the only hotels that has a 13th floor. I wonder if it still has a 13th floor now that it's been rethemed. I don't know, but Pick, or Paradise Pier, not a fan. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, I almost stayed there and no, just wasn't my vibe. Yeah. But I'm glad it's been rethemed. Also, Joe Gardner from um, Soul. Yeah, he has. A, he's like playing piano. How cool is that? Right? Like a face character, uh, which is like a human being. Right. That's playing piano out there yeah but not like a animated or like a right or like an animatronic no, like an or an actual a person yeah joe gardner is there yeah 
playing the piano in the lobby of the like if you were to go and meet Ariel at the parks, right. that's a person. Right. Joe Gardner is a person. I'm trying to explain this as best I can. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Makes Good. sense. It's tracking. Yes. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to allude to that because I'm very excited. I love Pixar and I love that like I think that the the pictures and designs that I've seen that have come from there, the details in the lobby and the rooms, it looks fantastic. Yeah. We are supposed to stay out there for um, D23 in August, and we were going back and forth between staying there or another one of the Disneyland resorts. We went with the other Disneyland resort, and I'm kind of mad that I did. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be so nice. Plus, I think that some of the views, like the theme park view rooms from um, that building are better than some of the other like theme park view rooms. Yeah, because you're on the other side of the theme park. Right. And you can see so much more. Yeah. Like, especially of DCA. Because mm-hmm. the only other one that looks into DCA is Grand Californian. And by then, you're so close to it that you're not yeah. seeing a ton of it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that's one piece of Disney news. Other Disney news, and this is something that we'll just mention, but we're going to actually dig deeper into this. <laughs> dig a little deeper. Oh. Into this next week. That was a good one. That was good. Proud of myself for that. Um, celebrating Soulfully has begun at the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, and that that is in honor of and coincides with Black History Month. Um, so there's a lot of new food options that have popped up around property. They also, and they do this with a lot of these like celebrations of culture where it's not always new things. A lot of times they're just highlighting things that already exist within right. the parks. Right. Um, and so, but some of those newer items have made their way. I know specifically some have made their way over to Magic Kingdom. And we're going to try to get over there this week, try some of that stuff and report back. One of the specific highlights that people are like losing their minds about are that beignets. I've seen people say beignets are back at the Magic Kingdom. I don't remember beignets being at Magic Kingdom. I can't answer that because I do not know. You don't remember either? No. Yeah. Anyways, I think it's- Well, either way, they're back, baby. (laughs) They're there. And we're going to go try them and we'll report back on that for sure. There's other stuff like around Disney property that is new and here for a limited time as well. So mm-hmm. we'll make sure to like dig into all of that in next week's episode. After I we've cannot experienced. wait. I cannot wait. I love some of the food that we're going to go and try. I know that like one of the things is a new sandwich at Pecos Bill and has fried green tomatoes and bacon. That sounds so good. It looks, sounds delicious. But also that you could get fried green tomatoes and bacon and pimento cheese in a sandwich at Epcot right now. Oh, so. where at? At a Pop Eats. Oh. That's one of the... Oh, yeah. For the, for the grilled cheese. Arts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It caught me off guard because you didn't describe it as like grilled cheese sandwich. I was like, what is this fried <laughs> green tomato sandwich? What are you talking about? But yeah. So. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Um, well, but we'll we'll talk more about all of that next week. And so stay tuned. The big news this week all came from Universal. Are you sure? <laughs> Do you have something else? No. Okay. I just don't remember what it was that came from Universal. I, we already talked about that. <laughs> it's epic. Yeah. <laughs> epic proportions. They announced a lot of stuff for Epic Universe. Yeah. So the thing about this is that, and I, I've seen people say stuff about it. A lot of people had suspected what some of the lands were going to be mm-hmm. at Epic Universe based on things that we've seen, based on things that are being built, based on rumors. Yeah. Nothing had officially been announced by Universal until right. this week. All that we had from Universal was the name of the park. Correct. Epic Universe. Correct. So That's it. This week, just to clarify that, this week they officially announced 
the lands that will exist within this new theme park. Also, I just want to say, this is such a cool moment to be living through. Yeah. Like, this is history. Yeah. We have not had a new theme park, like a brand new theme park in the Orlando area. Is Animal Kingdom the most- Well, Volcano Bay. Yeah. That's a water park, though. They call it a theme park? Oh, do they? Yeah. It's officially labeled as that? Yeah. Okay. I would- Still call it a water park. But, <laughs> I call it a water park too. But I think like, uh, you know, yeah. as as far as what you would picture in your brain as a theme park, we've not had one since maybe, I guess maybe Islands of Adventure opened after Animal Kingdom around the same time. I have to look. It was, I think that uh, Islands of Adventure was 99 and uh, Animal Kingdom was 98. Maybe I'm, I'm off on that. But still, in over 20 years, we have not had a brand new theme park in the Orlando area. And it is so cool to be living through like these moments of history Um, and to be able to open a theme park 20 years later with the technology that exists in the world compared to what existed in the world 20 years ago, it's going to be that much more special to be able to see what all goes into this park, establishing it as new at the beginning. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it was May of 1999 and then Animal Kingdom was April 98. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So are you ready to hear what the announcement was? What did we get announced? Yeah, for sure. We got the announcement of four, well, they call it five themed lands. Correct. But the first one is just the entrance land. Right. Um, so aside from the entrance land, which is called Celestial Park, we got the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the Ministry of Magic. We got Super Nintendo World. We got... How to Train Your Dragon, the Isle of Burke, and then we got the Dark Universe, which the way that they separated everything out is really interesting. It's a portal. They're mm-hmm. calling it a portal. It's an archway. And from some of the animation and some of the like the artwork that they shared, it seems as if when you walk through that portal, you're walking through like a video screen arch. Right. And like being transported into a new land. So you have over at Universal Hollywood, and I... I I know you haven't been able to go there since Super Nintendo World opened. Right. You do walk through a portal to get there, but it's like the portal is is like... A pipe. Yeah. But they do have the um, screen inside of that portal. Okay. So it's almost as if you were like entering into a different land. That's pretty neat. I feel like they'd probably implement the same technology into these portals. Uh, I also wanted to mention that the Ministry of Magic for Harry Potter will also have uh, 1920s Wizarding Paris from Fantastic Beasts and the Ministry of Magic, the British Ministry of Magic. Right. So it's like blending two different areas within the Which makes sense because world. the Ministry of Magic is explored maybe a little bit more in Fantastic Beats than it is in the Harry Potter films. Right. We don't have a lot to go by in the Harry Potter films off the Ministry of Magic. So. And then the other thing that was interesting that they mentioned for Super Nintendo World, which we've seen pictures of this and... Um, but it, this is the first time it's been confirmed, as we've said. The uh, the Super Nintendo World over in Hollywood does not have any Donkey Kong. Right. But this one specifically mentions Donkey Kong. And I think that they have said that there's going to be three attractions in that area. It's going to be Bowser's Challenge, I think it's what it's called. Which is what, yeah. The Mario Kart ride yeah. over at Universal Hollywood. I loved it. I thought it was a great time. Um, and then a coaster. Yeah. Which, Which I is think the Donkey Kong, the Yoshi ride, we don't have that one in Hollywood. Correct. Because the only ride in Hollywood is the Mario, Mario Kart. Yeah. Which is so exciting that we're getting 
all three of those attractions in Orlando. Yeah. Because one of the things that having experienced Super Nintendo World in Hollywood, I felt like it was a little too small. Yeah. It felt very congested. So I'm excited that this is going to be a little bit more spread out. Yeah. And then Dark Universe is very exciting because that's all of the uh, Universal Classic Monsters. I think it's going to be your favorite land. (laughs) I'm not, I I am excited for people who love those things. That is probably the land that I'm least excited about. Um, But I do think that like the Halloween Horror Nights crowd is going to go wild for that area. Yeah. Yeah. Quick note on that. It's interesting because we talked about Magic Kingdom and how we felt like a villain's land would not do well maybe yeah. at Magic Kingdom, but Universal is doing it. Like that that sounds like the equivalent of a villain's land. I hate to tell you this, Pan. <laughs> but those are not villains. Okay. But but Frankenstein's monster is not a villain. He okay. is a victim. Sure. That's fine. You could say that about some of the Disney villains as well, though. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Maleficent. We got a whole backstory on her. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. They're all just misunderstood. But I I do think it, it's sure they're not villains, but it still s- is similar in that it's darker for a yeah. family park. Yeah, Universal is not traditionally I don't think a family park. Like Magic Kingdom is definitely designed more for younger kids right. than it is for like I when I think of Universal, I think like it draws a lot of like teenagers. Dude, yeah, yeah. I do think it's interesting that they're doing that, and I think that Disney will be fascinated to see how that land does in a park if Disney is ever considering putting a villain's area into a park as well. I can tell you this. The exact demographic that Epic Universe is aimed at is spelled out in the new lands. Right. Mario. Right. That's an older crowd. Right. How to Train Your Dragon. We just watched the first How to Train Your Dragon and that came out in what? Like 2008 or something like that? It was a while ago. But that that franchise that franchise is incredible. I love yeah. those movies. It's really good. But it's I, my first time seeing it all the way through. Yeah. I think that younger kids will appreciate that area. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Who else likes Riding on a Dragon? And then there's also a non-IP land in Celestial Park. So Celestial Park is the opening land. When you first walk into Epic Universe, you walk into Celestial Park, and their biggest thing was they're like, we're putting the park back in theme park. So there's going to be a lot of like, natural things. Uh, what does it say? It says, as soon as guests enter the imaginative world, they'll embark on a journey of discovery, thrills, and excitement as they wander through lush living gardens nestled among shimmering waters surrounded by stunning architecture, ar- architecture inspired by astronomical and mythical elements. Mythological elements. That's a lot of stuff to say and a lot of like buzzwords. Yeah. I, I, they did like a, like a POV or like a drone, like uh, fly through, fly through. Obviously, it was like it, it was all um, what is the word? I'm CGI, thinking? CGI. Yeah. So you know that area has not been built yet; it's still being built. But I, the based on the CGI footage, I thought it looked really exciting, and it actually reminded me a little bit of Epcot. Yeah, like it reminded me of a combination of what we have now with World Celebration, with like the garden area that we have. But also a little bit of a throwback to what Epcot had because there's this really cool fountain feature um, that should be in that area. One of the coolest pieces was this carousel that they're going to have. I like that there's attractions that constellation carousel. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. The CGI footage goes through that carousel as well. 
It just looks to, very creative. I have to say some facts about this carousel. Okay. Because I was blown away by this carousel because it's not your typical carousel. Right. From looking at the footage, they don't say anything in here about that. What they? Well, let me tell you what they say. This is the press release. They say that you'll glide forward and backwards and even make 360-degree rotations through the Milky Way in a choreographed dance of music and starlight. But when I was looking at it, you could see some of the elements of the carousel, and I think it's the same ride system as a whip ride, like yeah. Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, without the whip. Right. Like, you're not being whipped out. You're not on a cart disattached, but you will make that figure eight motion or even that, I don't know, it's like a triangle motion where you can do it across three different uh, carriages, carousels. I don't know what you'd call them. Yeah. No, I, I think it looks fantastic. I think it's like, it's not just a regular carousel. It's a yeah. cool carousel. It's like a cool mom. <laughs> yeah. uh, also in that area, a roller coaster. Yeah. Starfall racers. Luke will be blown away by this. Yeah. Listen to this. 62 miles an hour. 130 feet, 133 feet high, 5,000 feet of track. It is huge. It's very long. Yeah. Also, I just love that we have a dual launch. Oh, yeah. It's a dual launching racing coaster. Racing coaster. Like, it, it feels like I'm getting a little bit of dueling dragons back in my life, and I'm yeah. happy about that because I loved that coaster. Yeah. I am excited. I think that this this new like land in particular the fact that like they have attractions within this like park that is like where you first experience epic universe i mm -hmm. think it's going to set that standard of like an epic experience out the gate right it looks beautiful like and i think that something that universal does really well with is that something that people had pointed out was the original original renderings that we received when they first announced epic universe look almost the exact same to the renderings that we just received as they as they've announced these five lands yeah so they haven't cut anything no what they said was going to happen is happening right and people have pointed this out they've really been giving a lot of accolades to universal for that because a lot of times with their competitor disney we get an initial preview of some art or some concept art for an attraction, right. and then it ends up not looking like that. And specifically, people have pointed out with Tiana's Bayou Adventure that there is a difference from what we received with our original like renderings mm -hmm. into what it is now. And I, I think it's interesting to note that. like The original renderings for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, there was this massive tree at yeah. the top of, like I don't think if we can even call it a mountain anymore, but at the top salt of like, dome. the salt dome. And there was like a boat inside of that that looked mm -hmm. really cool. Um, so that's interesting. It's interesting that like they have not veered from what those renderings looked like. And right. I don't think that they will. I think that what is like even the CGI footage that we saw, I think like that is as close to what it's going to be like in person when we finally get to walk through those that park. Yeah. So some other interesting things at the front. We've got the Astronomica is an interactive wet play area that also do doubles as a giant compass rose for the many wonders of Epic Universe. Featuring crystal blue fountains that spring to life and dance around guests. Wow. Yeah. The Blue Dragon Pan-Asian Restaurant. Pretty self-explanatory there. You also have the Oak and Star Tavern for savory barbecue. The Pizza Moon will serve up tasty menu uh, pizzas, of course. And uh, you'll also have retail locations such as the Super Nintendo or Super Nintendo Superstar Store. That's a mouthful right there. <laughs> Um, 
and the Moonship Chocolates and Celestial Sweets. They did say, too, going back to the fountains, that some of those will reach 135 feet in the air. This is like Bellagio-style fountains, yeah. not the Necronomica. The Astronomica, not that. That's like a... a Something different. Yeah, it's a, yeah. like a, in, the, in the pond. Right. But these fountains, they said, um, they'll be... They'll sway in the air to music and interactive lighting from day to night. And it Ooh. says... Like, look for this to be a place to end your day on a visual high note. Okay. I think that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I think it'll be a fun way to, and it sounds so relaxing and peaceful to me. I did see some photos, or maybe it was in one of the videos, of fireworks happening. But I, Possible. Would they be able to do that in that area? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I just wondered. Yeah. Universal doesn't have, like, a massive fireworks show. Like no. Like a, a nighttime spectacular. No, they have the... Lagoon show in studios that's under refurbishment right now. Right. And they have the projections on Hogwarts Castle. Right. With occasional fireworks that right. shoot out from there. Right. Is there a reason why there's not a full fireworks show? No, I don't know. I just wondered, because like, I know that sometimes... I know that it is within the landing path of the Kissimmee Airport. Okay. I don't know if that has to do with it. Interesting. But I've always wondered why why is there not a full fireworks show? I know that like spacing-wise, it's definitely more congested than Walt Disney World is, but... Now, because where Epic Universe is, close to iDrive, and if you know iDrive at Icon Park has some very large structures. Right. One of the very few areas in Orlando where you're allowed to build up to 400 feet. Interesting. So maybe that could help with the idea of setting off fireworks. Interesting. Um, also, another thing that is coming to the area, we've, we've, we've heard about or we've already started booking the other two hotels that are not in the park. Right. Uh, we started booking one of them, but there are two other hotels that are not in the park. They're sister properties. They're right next to each other. Basically, can be considered one hotel. Right. Um, but they announced the Universe Helios Grand Hotel, which is 500 rooms, and it is actually in the park. Right. Like, you enter from the outside of the park. You can't, you don't enter it. You can enter it from the in the park. It has its own dedicated entrance to the park. Like, if you're standing on your balcony, you're looking into the park. It feels it feels more grand than the Grand Californian in terms of the views of the park, but similar yeah. in concept that it's, like, right on to the park. Well, it's, it's much taller than the Grand Californian, sure. too. Yeah. But 500 rooms also doesn't seem like that many rooms. It's not. Yeah. But it still is a very large hotel. Yeah. Like, I It looks beautiful, and I think that the rooms that oversee the park are going to be probably highly priced. Yes but also spectacular mm -hmm. and I want to stay in one yeah. or if my friends aka my friend Tim stays in one I'm gonna come crash and just look out the window I'll do it <laughs> I'll do it do you do you think there'll be balconies sure why not I don't know just because of like being into the park yeah but they have balconies at Grand Californian as well the photo renderings didn't look like like there would be balconies there yeah it looks like they're well it gives, it, it reminded me like the photos that I was seeing looked very similar to like Grand Destino Tower where it was just like, um, there's definitely a rooftop bar up there. Why does Grand Destino Tower not have balconies? I don't know. Interesting. Once you get tall enough, I feel like I don't want to get morbid, but oh, okay. Disney doesn't want to have balconies. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, wow. Well, we can't end it on that. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, very exciting. Like I said, just to be able to have, I don't want to say a front seat, but but a seat 
close to this theme park opening in our backyard is very exciting. I can't wait to see what it all looks like. I tried to nail down like what land am I specifically most excited about, and I have a hard time with that. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of the Wizarding World expansion because I think that it's such an immersive experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Nintendo World, I, I'm very excited to have that here in Orlando because yeah. I really loved my experience. I can't wait to actually get a power-up band and like start collecting some points. Uh, but How to Train Your Dragons, I love those movies so much, and I love that like an IP that doesn't get much attention in theme parks is getting a whole land built after it yeah i'm very much looking forward to that and i think that i think that that land will encourage people to also go watch those movies and help them fall in love with the movies as well so side note steven spielberg is involved yeah which was so cool that he was a part of like they they released a whole video like promo for Mm -hmm. epic universe and he was in the video yeah he's like a consultant which is that's exciting yeah he's brilliant yeah so very exciting stuff. We cannot wait. We're excited to be able to experience it. It opens in 2025. We don't know when in 2025 yet. Right. Um, but I have a feeling like, I think it'll be sooner in 2025 than it is later. Spring break. Is that what you think? Yeah, it's my time. Wow. That's a year away. Yeah. So we will- There's a lot to do. Still a lot of dirt around there. For sure. But, but they're working on it. They've already done ride testing. One of the roller coasters is testing. I think maybe it was my- vision playing tricks on me but also the how to train your dragon dragon ride is testing wow yeah i'm excited it's going to be a lot of fun um and you know i mean it's a year from now but we'll definitely be experiencing that together we'll be there yes so one way or another Ooh, blondie uh this was a fantastic episode i'm glad we did it we are run we have run out of time we do have to go because tim has to be have to be at sea world and I'm going to go to SeaWorld 2. We'll talk about SeaWorld next week. We'll talk about the Festival of the Seven Seas. Seven Seas. Okay. Food Festival. (laughs) So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about our experience over at Disney when we make it over there this week. And we're hoping to also go back to Mardi Gras. We didn't get to talk a lot about that with you guys, but that's okay because we're going to go experience it. The Tribute Store was fantastic. Tim said one of his favorites that he's been in. It was spooky, which is why I think Tim liked it even more. But the Easter eggs, the attention to detail, like... If you are a team member that works at Universal and like your hands have been involved in these tribute stores, kudos to you because I love the details that get poured into this and it's things that like not everybody would notice. You guys did great. Yeah. So that looked amazing. We'll talk more about Mardi Gras and the food that they have. Appreciate you all. We got to go. What was your fun fact? Les Paul. Do you know who Les Paul is? (laughs) Uh, Like a guitar? He's He's a guitarist. Okay. He did create that guitar, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the first person to make an electric guitar, but he is the most famous, aside from Stratocaster, aside from Fred, sorry, aside from Fender. Mm. Is this from your podcast? Yeah. Okay. Those two most famous people, but he's also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Inventors Hall of Fame. Yeah. He is the guy that invented the thing that goes around the neck and holds onto a harmonica so you can play the harmonica mm-hmm. and the guitar at the same time. Fancy. Look at that. There you go. There you go. It was great to see you guys. We'll see you guys in a week. I'm running out the door. See you real soon. See you later.